1: This is a land that prays for a hero. The humor of the entire situation suddenly gave way to a run for survival.
0: You are listening
1: to Greening the Apocalypse on Triple R one oh two point seven FM.
0: Hello and welcome. To this week's edition of Greening the Apocalypse, 3RRR's weekly inquiry into the future and the present through the lens of all those things that may well affect us. Jed McCartney. Bushy, how are you going? I'm oh, good. We're going to talk about, uh, well, we talk a lot about community groups and community building and things like that on this show. We do. Amongst we,
1: many other things. We do. And tonight uh, we've got a couple of ladies from one of the oldest community groups in, in Australia. Indeed, we do. Um...
0: Jesus, what's that coming up to its 100th birthday in a few years? Country Women's Association. We've got a couple of guests in the studio from, uh, I believe, the Collingwood branch.
2: Yes, that's me.
0: That's Margot. Uh, so you're from the Collingwood branch?
2: That's right. We're, we're over one year old. We're newly formed.
0: Newly formed? Mm. Oh, well, the new kid on the block. Fantastic, And uh, also just arriving um, through what can only be described as some hellish Melbourne traffic out there, Louise Taylor, how are you? I'm
3: fine, thank you.
0: Have you caught your breath?
3: Just about, yeah. I'd
0: offer you a cup of tea and cake, but I'd be shamed.
3: I bought a cake. You bought bought a cake? cake? (laughs) Yes!
1: Uh, I have to say, Bushy and I were joking before the show. I said, this is easy, Bushy. You talk, I'll eat the cake. Yep. Absolutely, and look, there it is. It's going to be top end cake too. <laughs> we so, go
3: nowhere without
0: cake. So, so Louise, you are from the you're the Mitchell Group president and the Footscray branch secretary.
3: That's
0: right. Yes. Okie dokie, Cool. Um, so let's get into the CWA. It's, it's sort of well known. It's, it's funny that you mentioned the cake because I think most people you've mentioned, the Country Women's Association, they'll immediately think of of cake stall and some quite heated competition when it comes to that sort of stuff. But well, 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 before there was any of that. What was uh, the origins of uh, the CWA?
3: Well, the CWA was already established in uh, Queensland, New South Wales and in Western Australia. But in 1927, just before the Great Depression, there was a, a phenomenon that was happening called the urban drift. And it was because the soldiers who returned from World War I were given sold to settlements up in the Mallee and the Wimmera that were completely unsuitable for farming. Mm. Even the Aboriginal people said that the land was unsuitable. So there were all these poor um, ladies and their families and their husbands um, living on these properties. And they couldn't make a living, and so there was they were drifting back to the city. Mm. So some um, well-to-do ladies in Melbourne. Lady Summers, who was the governor's wife, and Lady Mitchell, her friend, along with uh, Sir Charles Merritt, who was um, in charge of the Royal Agricultural Society. They thought it would be a good idea to start an association, really, just to help these poor, struggling families.
0: Yep. And and so there's some key tenets within that. I mean, it was, it, um, it was sort of – would you say, you know, part of that was – Was there already the feeling in the air at that time that the Great Depression was sort of looming and that uh, there was a sense that, you know, we're going to have to help a hell of a lot of people, almost like we need to get a practice run in?
3: Absolutely. And there were lots of um, organisations already trying to help, like the new Settlers League for the Immigrant People Mm. and the Infant Welfare League and Bush Nursing Hospital Association. But I think they they did have a, a... Quite a forward way of thinking, and they and they recognised that something needed to be done. And it wasn't just in the country that there were awful living conditions; there was awful um, struggles in all other areas of, you know, Victoria mm. and the whole country. It was a, a fairly bad time to be.
0: It was alive. not easy. It wasn't easy living. Well, that's right. I mean, we think now of Melbourne as a, you know, we really, you really only hear those historical tales of prosperity and things like that, don't you? But you don't. Necessarily, hear the stories of of the backs of the people that that prosperity was earned on. And so if you were living in in industrial um, and working class areas of Melbourne back in the 1920s, well, you probably had very poor sunlight, poor sanitation, um, you know, a hell of a lot of grime and grief. Yes, even in my
3: own suburb, I mean, Mm. you know, there was laneways at the back of the houses where, you know, the sanitation was taken care of and yeah you know, mm. it was it was fairly rough, but I, in one of the history books that i've brought a a, a quote is to say that the um a, a man called mr h. Bailey, who was the labor minister for lands in in nineteen twenty seven said that um where these women and children lived um under such conditions was a disgrace to the community and to australia
0: you yeah, right. Yeah, Hell's bells, mm. and so and so that begins. It seems to me there's a, a lovely underlying. Um, how do I? Uh, yeah, like a maternal spirit, and at the same, t- but not the. What am I trying to say? perhaps a maternal spirit but not the kind of thing that gives would give everything to the child but more the thing, the type of maternal spirit that would uh, help to raise the child up and, and give the child that independence and resilience. Because that seems to me one of the things with the, the Country Women's Association from what I know of it is it was very much about not waiting around uh, for any kind of handout or any kind of, you know, it was like we're going to get in and we're going to take care of things, we're going to take care of people, we're going to put ourselves right in there. We're not waiting for people to do this for us.
3: Absolutely. And that's the way it's always been. And that's the way it is now. Um, People always, when they find out that someone like Margot or myself are in the CWA, the first thing that people always say is, oh, you must make really good scones, (laughs) which we do. We make fantastic scones, but the scone is... One of our symbols and the scone is an amazing way of raising funds, and that those funds then go to allow us to do all this work. And we've done just a tremendous amount of work in Victoria in the last ninety years, and for the next ninety years, we'll be doing tremendous work. And it may be in different areas, going into environmental and sustainability not so much grassroots because we have got someone to actually put the white lines on the roads now Mm. to stop the cars running into each other. And we have got public toilets and baby health centres, but it took a whole bunch of women selling cakes to fund those things. Yeah.
1: that's always been the face of the CWA, isn't it? I grew up in country Queensland mm-hmm. and that's what we'd see. The, the CWA ladies would be, you know, behind the trestle tables with all the scones and cakes. But behind that, it, it strikes me it was sort of an organisation in, in more um, probably sexist times, I, I guess, where the, there were organisations for men and, yes. you know, like... Rotary and, and even I think Lions back then were yes. both male organisations. So this was a great organisation for women, you know, and run by women for women. And um, as you say, you got on with doing stuff and, and provided tremendous support that just wasn't there in, in, from anywhere else. Mm. To look back on it, how,
0: how, how much, it, it's so bold to look back on it, how much of a the massive thing is, it for those women to have started and to to be well to do women, as you said before. Why did that make a difference? Why were they able to push through?
3: Well, I suppose um, they had influence in their own families, and their husbands had influence in in politics. But we are a non political party, but that mm. doesn't mean we uh, don't take political action. Mm. I mean, by party, I mean group. But um, I suppose it, it was because they were well-to-do to start with, they were able to organise uh, and raise money and they were, um, their whole objective was to help these women in the Wimmera. So the first branch was started in South Yarra, which was a wealthy area, mm. and within a year they were able to buy the house at Black Rock. And then over by 1930, I think, something like, in the next year, one thousand women and children were able to come down from the Mali and the Wimmera to have holidays and go to hospital appointments, etc. Wow. So they were the right women at the right time yep. to achieve the objective. Would
0: they? Would those women? That, the, those women that founded it? Would they have held a, uh, an education at the time? And a lot of people, like my, a lot of working class people, would have had no education or yes. very limited, maybe up to the age of thirteen, fourteen. Uh, with those women have had access to education, and therefore that capacity to organise more more than people really recognise now.
3: Yes, and Lady Mitchell herself, she was born at Scotch College while her hus- while her father was headmaster there, so right. she was educated at home, but then went to MLC. So, you know, it's all about um, networking, and networking's a modern hmm. term, but. Back in those days, they used their network over cups of tea, and yeah, and yeah, they were were advantaged. Mm. But the um, the majority of the CWA ladies were probably from a more humble background, but they had great leadership to start with.
0: Mm. Well, that's some stuff we can come back to a bit later on. But so, having touched uh, somewhat on the history. We now come rocketing forward to the present, Margot. Mm. Um, so you're you're a new member of a new branch of the CWA. Yeah,
2: inspired by a uh, a little stall at uh, Bunnings. Fair <laughs> Locally. Which That's what right. stall? Sausage
0: sizzle stall. No, no. We,
2: it was a, a classic one. We had our preserves. So, I yeah. mean, It was it was beautiful. There were cakes. There was all sorts of things. Mm. And, um, yeah, so uh, that was the inspiration. And uh, a friend and I joined. We went, went along to a meeting, and it was a very small little group yep. of uh, six of us, I think. Awesome. Met at the Collingwood Library, and then we got all excited about all the things that we could do. And yep. um, tremendous spread on the table, of course, of for course. our first meeting, <laughs> which sort of was very appealing to me. Yeah. And, um, anyway, we just... Um, got got going. And one of the first things we did was talk about how we might help with the um, medically supervised injecting centre yeah. project that was underway. And there was also issues around homelessness in our area. So mm. responding to local issues that were really relevant to us. And mm. I was very encouraged because I know, I know the CWA very well. And like many people, you, it, it's tempting to be dismissive and see it at a very superficial level. But yeah. as Louise has just explained, you know, CWA is also about raising money for scholarships for rural kids or disadvantaged mm. kids. It's about getting those rural families the opportunity to get into the city, to get to appointments or to go to cultural events. And, mm-hmm. um, so there's also been, you know, there's a very serious um, backbone to the organisation at all its, um, you know, state um, meetings and yeah. so on where they identify That's what those what I was
1: going to ask, is it hard to start a new branch? Was it... A no. difficult thing you oh,
2: I didn't do it. I just no. I'm a I'm a passenger, you yes. know, I just jumped in. But no it's not. You you need to have a certain number of people interested in forming a branch. And then you need to you can get online and look at what the CWA Victoria is and make sure that you you know, that aligns with what you can go, Oh yeah, yeah, mm. I don't mind that, I don't mind that. That's mm. okay. And then you um but then you can be responsive in your own way within the purposes of the organisation.
1: Hmm. It's fantastic because you hear a lot about people getting into things, you know, um, that were older crafts like, you know, knitting and hmm. um, uh, what do you well, call I it? Quilting and that sort of stuff. And 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 mm-hmm. yeah. I just left
2: our meeting and um, our members were madly uh, knitting hemp dishcloths nice. and uh, hemp twine scourers for our coming stall So, you know, and we had – but we're having serious conversations about, you know, we've got a garden plot at the farm, we are farming, you know, I like that. It's a natural fit. (laughs) And um, so, you know, all of that that you've talked about. That's so that's part of you've it. You've got a
1: plot down at the the convent at the
2: yeah. We've got a file. new plot.
1: I'll be down putting the Broadies
0: in tomorrow. Nice. Mm. I'm quite struck because if you we we're just talking about the history and and the the, the issues of the day, um, being what they were like, poor families moving back in from um, you know, poorly assigned rural plots and things like that. But then you're talking about something that's very modern. I mean, it's not that there wasn't opiate issues back in the 1920s, but uh, fast forward all the way to. To now and the idea of having safe injecting room spaces and things like that, um, I mean that's that's probably brings all of its own challenges as well. But how, how does that go?
2: Look, I think it sits very, very well. I think you know if you have a, a fact-based research program mm. into what a community issue is, yep. and and which is what we did. We researched it. We got in touch with the Sydney experience with how that allevi- alleviated a lot of the pressures on communities in yep. around Kings Cross, and really we we actually went to the researchers and found out you know what the, what the reality is and and the you know 16 year experience in king's cross mm. and it um it's phenomenal um yep. the change for people being channeled into support services for people not dying in laneways and on foot, you know your pavement outside your house or in yep. the laneway that sort of thing has um not one death at king's yep. cross whereas we have what, 30 a year Multiple. in north richmond so it's um you know, if if you can sit down and think about it, these are people; they're family members. Yeah, it's your family, it's my family, and think mm. about your fa- well, family the kid, network. A kid you watched you know, up,
0: grow up down the street is sort of something went askew somewhere yeah, there, and now that's right. Yeah, it's a beautifully compassionate story.
3: And you are listening to Greening the Apocalypse on Three Triple R.
0: We were chatting uh, off-air before. One of the things that, because um, you were talking about some of the health aspects that um, you assist with in the CWA, especially the safety injecting rooms in, uh, let's call it the inner west? Yeah. Inner in, west it, north. Well,
2: n- north east, north Richmond. North
0: Richmond, yeah. yeah. <laughs> education is a big thing as well. And we did speak a little bit about the, the, the great benefit that education had for the founders of the CWA. But your... The, The spectrum of educational assistance I think is quite interesting because on the one hand the CWA awards student scholarships as well as providing instruction and encouraging participation in the fields of drama, art, music, public speaking, cooking and floral art. We can probably define that a little bit later on. But this is what I thought was really cool. The organisation runs workshops for older members on how to use computers, electronic banking and ATMs. I was having a look at a thing today that said in 2006 we didn't yet have like Facebook, Uber, like, four, there's a whole heap of stuff we didn't have just, you know, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. So for an elderly person existing in the world today, and I often think about my de- departed nana who died at 95 and came into the world with, like, like no planes, no like, nothing. Um, it's got to be a very scary and mysterious world to exist in, and so you guys assist with that.
2: Well, Louise, you might know more about that, me being so new. Mm. But um, I know that uh, within branches there are... Work- Workshops are devised for whatever needs are identified, mm. and certainly, you know, I know that we can go and learn how to make scones. We can go to master classes on preserving through the organisation. Mm. We can do all of that. I haven't, I haven't heard of any computer courses no. at, at
3: our branch, but I know that um, some branches have been working um, together because um, individual members need to have a Working With Children volunteer ticket now Mm. um, so that our junior members can work with us at events like the show, et cetera. And I know that I've heard um, various branches where they'll bring laptops in and they'll help the older ladies through uh, the process of applying online, so they do it all together. But um, I have a CWA Idol
0: Oh yeah, um, is this a th- I
3: didn't know um, this was the thing. Yes, it's. I have I have quite a lot, but I have a particular favourite whose uh, name is Mrs Betty Burgess from Pasco Vale Branch. And um, last week she liked my Footscray Facebook page, and she's in her nineties. And I just thought. That was amazing. Like the fact that she's on Facebook in her 90s and following my silly posts is just a sign of, you know what the CWA is doing for her and mm. what she's doing for us. She's a former state president and an amazing woman. There's, there's quite a lot of amazing women in the CWA. But
0: it is kind you don't think of that generation. As, I reckon if I would put a laptop in front of my nana, she would have put a sandwich in it and yeah, pressed it down absolutely. and tried to cook it. <laughs> yeah. But that's incredible. So 90 years old. Um, but are you seeing that – so with your experience in the CWA, like, um, are you seeing sort of older members, are they becoming more tech savvy or are they sort of – is there a bit of pushback?
3: No, I, I think that they're trying to keep up. Yeah. yeah, I went to some classes last year at our um, head office slash bed and breakfast house in um, Turak and, and there were um, quite a few of our older ladies there. We did first aid and we also did food handling and then there was a kind of outreach program from the um, state, well, museum museums mm. victoria back the cataloging process and and the older ladies were just just as interested as the the younger mm. members and you know i'm I'm referred to as a younger member but but I'm in my fifties obviously, mm. and um I still struggle luckily, I've got a one child who's studying i t and I have to uh, yeah. call him in so yeah you know.
0: Oh, well, that is nifty to have an IT person. Well, so the, what we're talking about here, I guess, with, with some of these educational aspects and workshops and things like that, and we touched on it when we were chatting off air, Margo, is um, needs. And one of the things you were saying was that the CWA feels a lot of needs that like the average punter out there just doesn't know about, think about, or even appreciate that these needs need yeah. doing. Yeah,
2: and I think the example that blows me away is that you know what do you do when there's a stillborn baby? Well, mm. the CWA ladies might step in and and make the clothing outfits for babies who do die, mm. and it's an area that's ne- not discussed or it's little known about, and mm. it's um, it's just something. That there's that generosity of spirit, and that's a, it's that awareness of human needs. It's kindness, and yeah. that's a really fundamental aspect of the organisation is friendship, inclusiveness, kindness, and in fact it's in the collect which is Mm -hmm. said at the meetings, um, but it's the most beautiful sort of poem, a a litany of... Careful, caring behaviour and yeah. friendship. And I think it's that sensitivity to um, human needs.
3: And it goes as far as um, the birthing kits that we make, which are sent to the islands and people... You know, it's horrible to think that women in the 21st century are dying in childbirth for the lack of a plastic sheet, a razor blade uh, and some... Antiseptics and soap and mm. and whatever um, else they need, they just wrap these things up and send them off, and they're distributed. and And there's this thing at Turak called Aladdin Aladdin's Cave, which is underneath the building, and it's full of things that the other branches donate. and It can go from um, knitted beanies that are distributed in winter with the homeless you know, the food vans, it Mm -hmm. can be um, kits that are given to people when they're in remand, in in jail, because they don't have, you know, basic toiletries that can be as as basic as someone who just doesn't have any undies, you know. Yeah. And then, like, recently, or just very recently, because of the fires down at Colac, we've been giving out a lot of um, toiletries and trauma teddies. The children weren't directly involved in the fires as such. Their houses weren't burnt down, but other houses in their towns were burnt down, so the schools requested trauma teddies and hmm. so that they could you know, draw on them and talk about them, but the trauma teddies go in the ambulances and when children have operations, that doctor draws on, you know, yeah. does things to the trauma teddy, and yeah. and the, the um, amount of um, help that we give people, but the other thing that's important to remember is that when we, we're all volunteers, we're all busy people, but um, we count our hours, and we value. We put a value of twenty five dollars an hour on our work. Mm. So, the amount of value that we add to the Victorian community mm. is absolutely astounding. We ha- we did a survey in our in our group at Mitchell Group, and some of the bigger branches like Nidri and Pasco Vale that had a lot of members, though. Doing in six months, they were doing like five thousand hours worth of community work. Wow. I mean, at Footscray, we were we did a fair bit, but we were able to raise a lot of money and give money to local causes. But we we're working people, so we didn't have as much time. But that unpaid work has been the backbone of it, the CWA it's since a the beginning. Phenomenal contribution,
1: isn't it, it is. to, to the community and. Uh, I'm I'm still keen to hear about Collingwood, and you've tripled your membership. We have since you started.
2: Yeah, it's. Um, I think people are drawn to it, and and it's a relatively young branch. You know, we've got members in their twenties. So
1: where do you meet, and how often? And
2: oh well, we meet at the Collingwood Library. Mm-hmm. Um, we're forging a relationship down at the Collingwood Children's Farm, which is rather lovely. And we had one of our workshops, our Earthbag Blitz of sustainable handy household things <laughs> um, down at the farm which was lovely and that overlooked the plot so it's a very nice environment the library's a beautiful place it's right near the um, station the farm's a beautiful place and so it just means that people can come to different places it makes it easy for more people to get there see mm. um yeah and the mix is very interesting too so people from there sort of late 20s, I guess, through to, well, I'm I'm retired, so yeah. I'm one of the older members. Um, but it's quite crafty. Ours is very action-based yeah. or activity-based. Yeah. And so when we're meeting, we're also making things to put on the stalls to raise the money for whatever it is that we've identified.
1: That's and, awesome. And you've got an event coming up, haven't you, down at the convent? <laughs> Let's talk it do, about it. We yeah.
2: do. We do. Cake and community but- action. <laughs>
1: We'll and that's about. coming
2: up on May the 3rd. Um, what, one of the things that we care deeply about is sustainability. And uh, I don't know about you, but I have felt totally impotent in the face of the climate crisis. Mm. And I have got myself so angry and so upset and in a state of... Impotence really about mm. what to do, and
0: for me, that's joining. Us every Tuesday night. Really. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what we're about.
2: But I've actually found a way to um, do something that makes me feel good, um, that is useful and productive, and yet I'm in an environment of actually doing something mm. and with friendship and. Inspiration and hope. So there's, it pulls together lots of things for me that I can't find in just one angry group. Yeah. You know? And I've been in lots of angry groups, I can tell you. And, but I actually really like the cake. Yeah, I really like the action. And so it made sense to have a, a night of cake and community <laughs> action. And, you know, we found commu- rural communities that you were talking about uh, mm. just a minute ago about when you need something done, people just do it, you know. You don't yeah. wait for the government to say yes or tick this and do that. Mm. It's not happening. We've got to do it. Yep. And so we found the community of Yakandanda. Is amazing because they've set this goal of being totally renewable by 2022. Well, that blew me away. Um, And then Hepburn Wind, I mean, they're pioneers. What they've done with these wind turbines is just thrilling for Mm. me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, I've got my little solar panels up on my roof, but, you know, here's a whole town doing it together. I'm lonely down in my street on my own, but they've got mini grids going. They're they're going for it. It, It's... um, they're on a planet like europe is on you know where there's yep. 70 different projects whereas we're kind of finding four in australia or whatever yep. it is does this uh
0: does this represent to some uh maybe a shift in attitudes of the cwi i mean I, I i couldn't maybe necessarily get a handle but was was the CWA traditionally maybe a fairly sort of conservative crowd back in the day and this um this is no
2: no really? uh, no. I don't think so. See, well, you know, it's, I remember it's needs
0: based needs based and dignity based. Look, I think, I but this it seems y- to be years what the ago, shift a
2: decade is. ago. The um, it was the CWA that had the motion up year after year, well before governments even uh, adopted medicinal medicinal use of cannabis. Mm. They were fighting for it years ago. I can mm. tell you now, it'd be fifteen so or aggressive. twenty years ago they, that campaign began. Yeah. So it's not you can't make assumptions about the CWA. Yeah. And I think that there are concerns pockets of conservatism and there are areas that are different and have different needs so if you go into some rural communities it might be employment that's their big thing yep. um uh, and i think in the in the um purposes and the con- the constitution it does talk about sustainable communities and sustainability mm. and yep. and a sustainable environment
0: yeah Look, like, i certainly didn't want to cast any aspersion there but i just mm. I'm always curious to sort of see how an organization over time can change mm. from you are listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3 Triple R, 102.7 in Melbourne. This, the cake, Jed, talk about the
1: cake. Well, I had to stop eating because it's beautiful. This is, um, it, it's a chocolate cake. He mm-hmm. tell us Louise it's uh, suitable for vegans yeah if you
3: are a vegan you can eat it it's mm. got no eggs or butter or cream, but it's surprisingly good Surpre- <laughs> <laughs> we all like it
1: it's and, delicious and and, and Bushy's demolished a piece in, in record time. Mm. Uh, so there he is. This is the next evolution in, in Bushy's health kick. He's, he's moving vegan. has got a health kick. <laughs> it's the new normal. Hey,
0: um, we were just I, – I asked just before the track, and I, you know, I, was hoping, I certainly hope I didn't cast any sort of – cast the wrong idea. I was sort of wondering about the origins of the CWA. I was asking, you know, was it a fairly conservative background or – We've been talking off air. It's an incredibly progressive organisation. And, Louise, can you just read out that excerpt? Did you say that's 1935?
3: 1945.
0: 1945. Listen to this.
3: So the 1945 conference covered many familiar subjects, but a new concern was smoking, with a motion passed to have smoking in eating places banned. The Minister for Health, Mr Ian McFarlane, responded by saying that he thought it was desirable but impossible for the law to be observed by smokers if passed. He advised individual members to do what they could to influence public opinion regarding this, as without a change in the popular wish, nothing could be achieved. There you go. It, took, a bit of time. it took about 70 years, but yeah. we've done it. Yay. Yeah.
1: The other thing you are just saying about was why you don't have men in the CWA, and, and I think it, it's a really relevant point Around the history of you know when when the CWA started and what it represented mm. in terms of that support group mm. for for country women
0: yeah just tell us yeah, yeah. tell us what you are saying off air just now
3: well it was a respite it was an opportunity for women who who may have been um, on the farm and only came into town once a fortnight or once a week to do their shopping and and. They they had no kind of other women to talk to, and and they may have wanted to talk about things that didn't concern their husband, or maybe they wanted to talk about their husband, but yeah. they didn't they didn't need but- other men to be there, and they certainly didn't need their husband to be there. We welcome our husbands and partners into the CWA to help us with activities like <laughs> cooking the barbecues at Bunnings, etc. But it, traditionally,
1: yeah, uh, and I it's, think we It was a time when uh, a lot of men came back from war, and they
3: weren't um, quite um, and, and women, but, straight. And, yeah, exactly. No. And
1: and uh, uh, we haven't actually. Um, uh, sort of solve this problem where we don't often support our veterans that's and uh, right. we, we haven't learned that lesson yet and
0: it's uh it it always seems weird to me. Like when blokes go, oh how come blokes can't get involved in And how come a guy can't do that thing with it? and like it's <laughs> grow up boys you it's don't like, have to do everything you don't have to do everything just back up
2: they've got the men's sheds now which is sort of filling a need there for men to socialize too mm. and that that's a quite an, uh,
0: it's a phenomenal, it's grown phenomenally. Yeah. Well, see, this is a thing I was thinking about just earlier while we were chatting, and I wanted to talk to you a bit about it, because it, th- it strikes me that um, underlying maybe 95% or more of the work that CWA does is helping to provide dignity. And um, we talk about this a bit on, on the show, that there is a modern day epidemic of uh, loneliness. People, mm-hmm. even in cities, people can live in a you know, twenty-five-story buildings surrounded by thousands and thousands of people, not speak to anyone. To what degree do people come along, or to what degree does the CWA reach out just to be a presence in people's lives? Sometimes,
3: I'd say that with, thats um, the reason that I joined the CWA, mm. and when I when I started Footscray branch, that was my um, suggestion that there's a great deal of urban loneliness. And sure, we all have friends, but we're all very busy. And in my branch in Footscray, we have ten members now, and I'd never met any of those ladies before. And they are brilliant, and they're all very wonderful ladies who I consider dear friends. And yet, we all didn't we didn't know each other. And they took this big step to come along um, to a meeting that I held because. <laughs> My photo was in the paper. It was the worst photo. I looked like an axe murderer. And, uh, I <laughs> and don't... still they came. And still they came. And I, I said I couldn't believe it, that they, they all turned up. They're all enthusiastic and um, it, it fills a need, mm. you know. It, Loneliness is a terrible thing, even if you have your own family and your own friends. And
0: does that now facilitate for you guys? Is there a potential for you to sort of reach, make to spot people who are in that situation and reach out to them, whether they are women or young kids on the street or the elderly or what have you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really important part of it. The idea of friendship and mm. um, reaching out, inclusiveness is fundamental. That's in fact the key purpose for many of the members mm. is that that part of it. And then the, the second to that is that you, the wonderful things you can do together to build community. And um, I think that that is really the heart, heart and soul of the organisation,
0: yeah. to be honest. I think you can get through most things most weeks if you've got something to look forward to with someone you look forward to seeing. Mm.
3: And we have like five thousand eight hundred members in Victoria, and we could have fifty thousand members. There's, there's absolutely no reason for for any woman to think mm. that they're not welcome at the CWA.
0: Absolutely. We've uh, we sort of took that last segment longer than we usually do. So with um, out missing out on the opportunity towards the end of the show, I really want to bed down and talk about the Collingwood CWA a night of cake and community action. So let's, uh, cause I love this. Yes, we love cake. Yes, we love craft, but strong communities and friendship is our driver. So uh, Margot, can you talk to us about uh, the bones of this, uh, this upcoming event? Well, um,
2: I was totally inspired by communities who were taking action to fix problems mm. and sometimes those problems can seem insurmountable and what what I learned from the example in rural Australia, at Yakindanda and in Hepburn, was that it is possible. People can do stuff if they get together and they weren't all experts but it's a fascinating um, recipe for change that fascinates me and what are the elements that enabled some communities to be such doers, to be mm. such achievers. And to, honestly, to think of a little community like Hepburn building its own turbines and powering a town, I think that that's extraordinary. Mm. Um, and the thing is it 's not something that's just a, that just grew up and then dissipated it 's yep. actually got momentum and it, and there are ways of engaging people who can 't put panels on their roofs who can't you know mm. that they're, maybe they're renting there are solutions yep. and this is what the whole um, um, event is all about it's it 's for the inspiration to know that things are possible and change can happen <laughs> otherwise you'd die in a ditch wouldn't you, you if would. you just thought that
0: you <laughs> yeah. know so who are your guest speakers i, I mean i did notice here you've got uh, the, the totally renewable yak and dander or try yeah geez, that's good is that uh dennis did dinner- it,
2: Dennis Ginnivan, Ginnivan, and he's the co-chair of Try, so he's been there pretty well from the start. And um, look, they're, they're a small band of clever people, mm. and uh, who are committed and passionate, and have sustained this battle for many years now. Um, and they are more than on track for achieving what they set out to do. So Dennis is going to talk about Try and the, what makes um, what commun- what. Yakandanda has achieved. It seems to be a pretty special community, but I think that's all about the community being engaged yeah. and supporting something. Um, uh, Taryn Lane, from she's the manager of Hepburn Wind. She is a remarkable woman mm. and she has travelled the world and seen what other communities are doing around the world. It was a Churchill Fellowship. She went to hundreds of these um, projects, similar projects. Community energy projects is her thing. So she's a mine of information. I want a bit of that. Yeah, yeah. And um, um,
0: who? who uh, what have we got? We've got uh, Helen McGowan. Oh, and
2: Helen, Helen. And
0: is she related to one of your other special guests, She Kathy is. McGowan?
2: She's a McGowan. And this yeah. family is an extraordinary family. And um, I know that um, they, they are Farming, thats a farming family—and yeah. they have—they're embedded in the Indigo Valley. And Helen is a feminist; she's a lawyer, and um, she is the most extraordinary community builder. And because I knew that um, growing community mm. is such a part of it, I want to know that secret of how you actually mm. knit a community together yeah. like that, and how you how you keep them going. So, and Kathy McGowan um, is coming because. You know, there's got to be a role for community to work with politicians. Yep. You know, we're facing something crucial with the NEG coming up, the mm. National Energy Guarantee, and the implications that might have for small projects. And so the importance of being able to work effectively with politicians, I think, is a, an area that we really need to look at.
0: And she does seem a uh, uniquely uh, community-engaged Friends of mine who, who live up that way know her and bump into her and she, she goes to great lengths to engage with people.
2: Do you know she invites people from the community to come and work and have work experience in her office in Canberra? Yeah, right. And they rotate through the office and all the time they're learning
0: and yeah, right. working
2: it out. Well,
0: that sounds dodgy. Is she paying them the five bucks a day for work experience kit? Hang <laughs> That's on. That's
2: a question for Cathy. Okay,
0: question for Cathy. <laughs> but uh, in close, I mean, one of the things that obviously the CWA has had is a great, succession plan over nearly 100 years. Is that the key to success for anyone out there, whether they want to make a CWA branch of their own in their area or start a community group, is that succession planning just the the key to it, that long-term goal? I think,
2: I think the CWA recognises that they really want new members and what they need is to people need to see the relevance of the organisation. And so because there is that potential for you to create your own organisation within under the auspices of the CWA I think there's tremendous opportunity don't you
3: absolutely you did it well yes so I was at a different branch and I was traveling too far and I started a new branch and and now as as group president I'm overseeing the administration of nine branches that stretch from Sanctuary Lakes to Alphington and I hope to start a new branch in Williamstown um, at the end of May when we have our state conference in Williamstown. Three days of frivolity and serious business.
0: Beautiful. Cake, presumably. And cake, presumably. And cake. Fantastic. This has been a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.